cults over here. Cults over there. There are cults everywhere. And we're going to tell you all about it with a fairy tale twist. Welcome to Once Upon a Cult. Once upon a time, there was a lady with so many secrets. She had to keep making her hair bigger and bigger <laughs> to hide them did all. Did she store them in her hair? <laughs> she stored them in her hair. <laughs> Hi, welcome to Once Upon a Cult. It's been a minute. My name is Sean. This is Alan. And I'm Victoria. The OG Victoria. Yeah. Um, Am I old? Yeah. Is that what you're yeah, the old G. <laughs> Original gangster. And we're yep. here with Adil. Hello, I'm Hi. Adil. Yeah. Welcome back, Adil and Victoria. Thank you. So this was one that Vicky was like, hey, please, Sean, please. I'm so passionate about <laughs> dieting and food. Can we do Gwen Chamblin? And hell. <laughs> and hell. <laughs> I was surprised that you did not already know about this cult, though, when I asked you, be, like, can we do this? Can we please talk about Miss Gwen Shamblin? Because I feel like it's such a Hollywood cult. Like, yeah. There's, um, I feel like it's appropriate we're doing this today because just a couple days ago, the Lifetime movie trailer dropped. <laughs> yeah, there's a Lifetime movie coming February 4th. Is that the one with um, Jennifer Grey? I, I don't know. No, but I making do one know with Jennifer Grey. There, okay, well, I heard, oh. not Jennifer Grey, I heard another movie is being made, and Sarah Paulson is... Oh, that's going to be amazing. Yes, <laughs> I'm like, I saw that, I was like, oh my god, I can't wait to share that with them. Like, Sarah Paulson would be so great as Gwen Shamblin. I would love to see that. And Will Ferrell is Joe. Yes. Yeah, he really? cast no, no. no I mean, he, he should be. Oh, he should when be. we were watching The Way Down, he was like, "If this becomes a movie, which I think watching this is like, this has to become a movie. Like, yeah, mm, there's no way this one's not becoming a movie." <laughs> but like watching it, he was like, "Oh, Will Ferrell needs to play that guy." <laughs> Especially <laughs> we were watching the scene where they talk about the the, and I don't want to get too into it, but the reality show. That scene where he's filming and he's just like super goofy looking. Oh yeah, with <laughs> his eyes real big. He's yeah. got like demon eyes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So this is interesting. And whatever, girl. I had heard of the documentary. I just put off watching it because I knew you want to do this. <laughs> whatever. <laughs> should we get into it? We should talk about Colts too. Oh, okay. So Gwen Shamblin was born in Memphis, Tennessee. I already see some red flags. Right. February 18th, 1955, and she was she had a very religious upbringing. Which, that's the area, right? That's the area. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah she now, was. You, I, you looked at something I didn't, like, I didn't realize she was born in Memphis, which is, Memphis is a very low-income area. Like, how did we get from Memphis to Brentwood? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm not sure. Um, I mean, she did, so I guess like kind of taking a step back, she was raised in the Church of Christ, mm-hmm. um, which was very religious. And just to note on that, which is interesting, is that men were only allowed to run the church. And just given her trajectory, it's kind of interesting to know that like she kind of like led, eventually led the church. So kind of that. Um, but she, I think what got her out of her hometown was that she went to the University of Texas, got a degree. She got an undergraduate degree, 
undergraduate degree in dietetics and then a in master's nutrition, in nutrition. Yeah, yeah, with an emphasis in biochem. <laughs> Which is so interesting to me that she has this, these like this credibility. She is Science. a nutritionist, yeah, and yet she still is pushing these views that, like deep down, she she knows are unhealthy. Yeah, yeah, interesting. Yeah, and then uh, after her schooling, she went to or she worked at Memphis State University where she became a registered dietitian, consultant, faculty member for five years, and even worked for the Tennessee Department of Health. So I think that's kind of where she, like, started to, you know, escape her home and kind of look elsewhere. And I think one key thing, too, while you're on college is in her first year, much like many a college student, mm-hmm. she gained 15 pounds. Mm-hmm. Freshman 15. Yeah. Yep. yeah. And she was already a little on the chunkier side, I believe. And I think that's kind of what started all of this was that she she lost her weight. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So. And should we talk about how she lost it? Yes. So... She, Gwen decided that praying to God mm-hmm. was the way to lose weight. So whenever you have those cravings, you should pray to God instead and only eat when your body demands it. So when your stomach rumbles, or gives you a sign. And she um, even made it a point to, which, which is, by the way, all wrong. Her science there, all wrong. <laughs> um, there was science there? <laughs> <laughs> so... Oh, man, what was I just going to say? <laughs> um, I have that effect on women. You do. Mm. You really do. Mm. Yeah. All right, well, let's move on, and it'll come to me, and I'll just randomly blurt <laughs> it out later. Okay. So since this worked for her, in 1986, Gwen started The Way Down. Oh, by the way, in 78, she married David Shamblin. Mm-hmm. So this is where she got the last name, Shamblin. And the money. Yeah. He was, like, he was loaded. loaded. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's how you get to Brownwood. There That's you go. How, yeah. We came all the way full circle to your question. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So then what's funny is, uh, since Alan mentioned, she was kind of governed by men all her life. So I think this is also where we see, well, shit, I want to be governed by men. I want to be my own boss. But at the same time, <laughs> it was really interesting because she did... Like, she definitely didn't practice what she preached, I feel Mm -hmm. like, in that sense, because she definitely preached a particular household, like, a woman's place is the kitchen, you are servitude to your husband kind of thing, and that was not the case with her. Like, she, her, her husband was always, like, left to his own devices kind of thing, you know? So, and and she wasn't like that Stepford wife cooking and doing all this stuff. Yeah, good uh, good segue to this quote that I found for you. Mm -hmm. This is straight from the church's website. Leaders are pure, all capitals, pure. Husbands are kind like Christ. Women are submissive and children obey their parents. On the first time. Right. (laughs) So you're right. This church is very much preaching this, but um, we see more and more that they're not practicing, or at Mm -hmm. least Gwen's not. Gwen's not, yeah. yeah. So yeah, poor, should we talk about poor David a little bit? Shamlin. Yeah. (laughs) 
confused. You did look confused. That's just her face. That's, yeah, I was like, that's, that's really just my face. Y'all should know this by now. Yeah. So David took kind of a backseat to Gwen. Mm-hmm. And what was really sad to me is that he was overweight. Yeah. And so this church starts, the way down starts in the remnant church, and everybody's losing weight, talking about losing weight, and then poor David's like off on the side. David was like a Baptist? Because he yeah. got a degree in divinity. But which he is, was he was religious. He, was, he yeah. didn't like that but she different. was monetizing the church. Yeah. That's that bothered him a lot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which it should. If if you're a true preacher and that's what you're you're doing this for, you're not doing it for the money. I feel like there's so many mega churches down there. Yeah. And even yeah. that one girl like was saying like Brentwood is church after church. Like it's next door to another church. They've got churches like we have Starbucks, you know. Yeah. But yeah, he had a point because Gwen was selling her book. <laughs> she mm-hmm. was like very much selling herself, not the church. Right. And part of the way down was that you can eat anything you wanted. You just had to wait for that physical hunger and then yeah. you could eat your pizza. And then too also part of that that mm-hmm. I think this is what I was gonna say before my brain farted was that you when you were eating when you did finally allow yourself to eat something she would tell you while you're eating pray and put it down while while you're eating so that you don't you only eat the bare minimum so people do lose weight on this but at the same time you are starving yourself yeah mm-hmm. it's called starvation yeah and it's Starvation and portion control is what one other girl was saying. She's like, it made me like, she's like, I did lose weight. She's like, because I realized I was portioning and controlling my, what I did eat. But even Mm -hmm. portion control is not necessarily a healthy weight loss, like route to go. You know, your body still needs certain nutrients and vitamins and minerals that we get from food. And and it just amazes me this whole time watching this. I'm like, she's a nutritionist. Like she yeah. know she could be like still doing all this, but in a healthy way. Like you know this is wrong. You know the information you're giving is wrong. You could be giving accurate information and still genuinely <laughs> trying to help people lose weight. But that doesn't but that, that doesn't break people down. Right. Right. Like a lot of cults, like it's it's you do get starved in the beginning of it because it breaks your will, it breaks your thought process. Your logic centers like are no longer working right. So when someone's like, "Oh yeah, by the way, do my God thing too," you're like, "Okay," because you're starving, and your brain's like, "I don't know what's going on." Yeah, yeah, we have something really interesting going on. Where usually with cults, we see them getting worked like physical labor, being starved, sleep mm-hmm. deprivation. This is like cutting all that out, just starving them, like Adil said, like just making them more submissive because they're not getting those uh, brain foods. Right. <laughs> And then they did. They did work them a bit. Like later, mm-hmm. they were like, "You were the free labor for the church," yeah. and they had all their side businesses. And the lady that cut her hair never got paid. Right. Yeah. That was messed up. Because she was doing. She was doing it for God. That was a lot of work. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> her hair just kept growing. So, and one of the things that Gwen specifically said is, "Stop bowing down to the refrigerator." This thing that we need to do to survive and live, don't bow down to that thing. <laughs> How do you feel about this nutritionist? 
I know you're not a nutritionist. Um, yeah, no, I'm not a nutritionist, <laughs> but I will say that I really wanted to do this cult in particular because, <laughs> well, because for one, I'm always slightly scared I'm going to accidentally start a cult one day because I have such a... Yeah. Accidentally, yeah. Yeah. Because I'm like, I feel like there, I have so many similarities to her in... Your hair, definitely. My hair, for sure. Yeah. It's 10 feet tall. But in addition to that, like, I lost a lot of weight. And I feel like, like, I had a lot of people coming at me and asking me for help and advice and all this stuff. And it's like, I didn't know what to do with it. So it's, and I, I try to put it in, and it's it's been interesting because, like, the last couple of years have been, like, focusing on, like, how can I package and put this information out for people? Because not so much, like, oh, I want to profit and do this, but... I do genuinely want to help people, you know, and it's like, I were, I'm like, but wait, did she at one point start out as I genuinely want to help people? So I always get freaked out when I see diet cults, but at the same time I was thinking about it today (laughs) and diet and cults, I feel like, yeah, they go hand in hand because this is not the first diet cult or cult, cult that has put a big emphasis on members' physical weight and appearance. We see it with Scientology. Mm-hmm. We see it with we saw it with Nixium. Um, Lula Roe would send girls, their their people down to Mexico to Tijuana to get you know illegal like plastic surgery. Yeah, yeah. and um, lipo and all these things. Mm-hmm. So, and I, I realized that your weight and a person's weight is probably one of the most vulnerable things about them. So if you can control how someone sees themselves and their physical appearance, you have a lot of control over them. So it makes sense. And then in addition to that too, not only that, but the the diet industry is a multi-billion dollar industry. You've got now um, something with a multi-billion dollar industry and you're going to back it with religion, then, you know, you're kind of an unstoppable force because that's a lot of money that isn't having to be tracked coming in or tax or tax exactly yeah, so because they're legally tricked apparently yeah so i feel like there are a lot of cults that go hand in hand with diet and i thought it was funny because i sh- i just searched cult diet and there were so many ads that came up <laughs> noom was like a huge one that came <laughs> up and i know somebody that had done noom and while I didn't necessarily feel like, oh, it's culty, I did feel like it's it was an unhealthy, just generically marketed kind of like diet program because people know diet is dollars. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, you can say the same thing, too, for like other like workout groups, too. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, you have... CrossFit, you know, that's some, if some a lot of people say that's a cold as well, yep. that could be cold as well too. people that told me all the time, like, oh, you drink that keto Kool-Aid, you're mm-hmm. part of a cult. And I was like, <laughs> yeah. first of all, keto people don't drink Kool-Aid because it's got too much <laughs> sugar, okay? <laughs> Secondly, <laughs> I just tried to focus on me. Like, I think, I think what I, I try to focus on is just giving people advice when it's solicited mm-hmm. and... You know, if if you want to know how I did this, cool. I will tell you all day long. I can't do it for you, and I can't make you do it, and maybe you don't agree. There's a lot of people that told me, you know, you're crazy for eating the way you are and doing this, but 
you have to you have to decipher what is right for you as an individual. Yeah, and you know there are some people that need that sense of community right. to lose weight. Oh yeah, and so. that I will say was one of the biggest things that helped me is um, I. I found a sense of community through social media with other women that were also attempting this lifestyle and trying to navigate through it and having friends that I, I've lost, I lost a lot of friends because of this way of eating and losing my weight. And I, I had one friend who was kind of large herself you know, told me, you're going to kill yourself eating that way. You can't eat that much fat. Like, it's a stupid way to eat. At the same time, I'm like, okay, but the way we're eating right now is a pretty stupid <laughs> way to eat because we're both like 300 pounds. So, you know, uh, it's, it's you have to do the work and research and find people that are going to be like-minded and support you and your journey and your views, you know? So what do you think is a good thing for people to look for to not join a weight loss cult um and it's something well it's hard because i think it's like you gotta like if you're gonna go with like a coach like i think that's where you run into because there's also two i will say there are there's things to like look for it's always like red flags that people should look for i feel like if anything is ever i think the biggest thing is if anything is ever about recruitment that's a sign of a cult. And I know that there's girls out there on Instagram that do have, they sell ketones. Mm -hmm. I've never sold ketones, never used ketones, but there is brands out there that push ketones and they do, it's multi-level marketing, mm -hmm. you know, and it's, it's like the new form of pyramid schemes. And it's all, if it's based on recruitment and it's not based off your overall health and well being, that's a big red flag. If it's, based around money and you don't feel your coach is supportive and genuinely interested in what's going to, in listening to you, then it, that's a red flag for me, you know? Do you think comparing weight loss to Jews in concentration camps is also a red flag? <laughs> that's a big red flag. Yes. Yeah. Um, having hair that touches the ceiling <laughs> Like when it's vaulted or raised ceilings, like that's a red flag. <laughs> so what I'm referring to, just so everybody knows I'm not a terrible person, Gwen actually went on national TV and said, look at the Jews. They weren't eating in concentration camps. And yeah. the the moderator was kind of like, um, are you really making this comparison right <laughs> yeah. now? She's like, yeah, I have been for years. Like she didn't see the problem here. Wait, but what was, what was her point? That they were skinny? Like. Yeah, that they were skinny because they weren't eating. Well, I mean, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. Like, <laughs> that, that's what happens when you don't eat. But There's like, a few better. That uh, shouldn't be your goal. Right. <laughs> yeah. So that's something she did. Also, um, Gwen got into a little bit of trouble when she decided that you really don't need the Holy Trinity. Just cut out Jesus. Mm -hmm. <laughs> cut out the Holy Spirit. Go straight to God. Why are you letting these things get in your way? They're just levels of authority you've got to move through. Yeah. Know? And what Alan pointed out, which is kind of funny, is on her list it was what? In a pyramid? No. It One, it was a pyramid. Well, yeah. But she drew a pyramid. Right. Yeah. But in, in the 
things that you have to go through, she put your boss at work over your family. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah it was like church, boss. Well, the I'm reason stuck. for that is because she probably is a lot of their bosses That's as well. True. Or she yeah. has people, like how many of these people worked within the church in one of these like fraudulent companies? You know, everybody, phony everybody worked exactly. For, everybody worked for the church. So that's how you control other people, though. Other adults is you've got this person that's right below me. <laughs> so that's yeah, a pyramid. Yeah, and this also um, <laughs> this goes with our pattern of like Adil said, overworking people and underpaying them mm-hmm. too. So at least they're getting paid. But we Kinda. heard. Kind of. We heard one say that they got, you know, like $6 an hour or something or $8 an hour. She was told, yeah, $8 an hour. But the agreement when she signed on to work with her was $22 an hour. And so she was under the impression she was going to get paid $22 an hour. And then she got her paycheck, which was for $8. And then she brought it up to Gwen. And Gwen told her, you need to be humble. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Bitch. Yeah. Hold on. Can you tell me again from your 25-acre mansion? There you go. As you're driving away in the Porsche, how I need to be humble. But do you see how much this is control? Like, you're making them work harder for less, and you're making them dependent on just the church. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because they were saying, somebody else was saying that they would work their normal paid job, and then they'd be called in to work at the church. And since that was church work, they didn't get paid for that. Yep. So it's like you're working six days a week, and four of them are for free. And not eating, not mm-hmm. sleeping. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the other thing is you're so busy, too. That's what they want is for you to be so busy that you're closed off from the outside world, right? Mm-hmm. So you're not watching TV even or realizing anything that's going on right? in the outside. Mm-hmm. And we had uh, cases of people saying uh, if if they didn't lose two pounds in a week, they were told that they're not they had to fast, or um, the faster the weight comes off, the more holy you are. So that's why people like David. Now I'm thinking of David Miskovich from Scientology because there's news about him recently. Did you see? Um, He's missing. Shut up. He's missing. <laughs> Are you for serious right now? I'm for serious right now. I was going to say, did you see the Golden Globes? Um, what's his name that hosted? I don't know the name of the host. Um, but he made, he made like a, a joke, a Scientology yeah, joke that. about where's Shelley? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, David Chamblin. We get commercials, by the way, for Scientology like all the time. Do you? Yeah, it They're cracks me you. up. I know. David Shamlin, this is another reason why he left, is because everybody looked at him like, oh, dude's fat. He obviously isn't praying enough. That sucks. Yeah. <laughs> but even to that, too, I mean, before this, um, divorce wasn't, like... Not allowed. Allowed. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people were like, why are you divorcing when you could... I mean, when we couldn't do it ourselves. Because, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of women, again, being submissive to their husband, like... I don't think we're happy when their situation now they're right. like, Oh, but you can get divorced. So yeah. Mm-hmm. And like yeah. that one guy that talked about his wife leaving him, like I, I feel bad, but I don't think his divorce was a hundred percent the cult. I think it was like 50, 50, like 
I think what was keeping her there was the fact that she couldn't get a divorce. But now that divorce is okay by the church. Yeah. You know, so I feel I like she moved, that they, one was... They were married before they went there. Yeah. She could have got divorced before she joined the church. Mm-hmm. But if I'm she sure... wanted a divorce, maybe she got there and things did not... But that's the thing, right? I think she got there and mm-hmm. she was sold on like, oh, things could this be lifestyle. so much better. Because mm-hmm. that's what the guy was saying, right? It's like... Uh, Joe wanted his ranch, and then all of this divorce mm-hmm. stuff happened. Yeah, it seems like they conditioned the wife to like leave the husband as kind of a whole deeper plot. Yeah, <laughs> which they were very involved in people's love yeah. lives. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah, like they would <laughs> arrange the marriages, mm-hmm. and they would pair. She Gwen would pair people up. Like they even said that they think that her her children were matched with people. But they think that, I can't remember if it was her son or her daughter, was very unhappy and like, uh. The son. The, the yeah. son? Okay. Yeah. That yeah. makes sense. Yeah, her son was like country emo kid. Yeah. Yeah, those music <laughs> videos. <laughs> yeah, he like hated the church. He yeah. said that a lot well, of songs he, not? he wrote for the church were like against the church. Yeah. They were like hidden messages. Yeah, I mean, he, I think it was also because he struggled with his weight too. Mm-hmm. So that was a big thing. And then Gwen Shamblin's your mom, like... Yeah. That can't be easy. No. So, speaking of kids, should we get into some of these other reports? This is the... At a certain point, I was watching this with Alan, and I had to pause it and be like, I just can't watch right now. (laughs) Like, it gets heavy. It does. It gets strange. I oddly remember this happening back in the day. Like, I remember... I feel like it was, like, 92-ish. Are you talking about the Smiths? Yes. Oh, uh, yeah, that happened in uh, 2003. 2003. Okay, so it was even even more recent, so that's probably why I remember it. Yeah. I would have been graduating high school that age. Um, Just to age myself. Yeah. (laughs) Um, But... He, I remember hearing about this, and just I remember, like, what a sad story, but... They, the church was not only controlling of the adults, but they were very controlling with the children, not only in the discipline, but also all the kids were homeschooled. Mm-hmm. And so the, the kids had no way of telling anyone on the outside either, you know, because a, a lot of times, like, I think, I don't know what the law in Tennessee is, but here in California, like, if a teacher sees marks or suspects abuse in any way, it has to be reported. You know, like, CPS gets called, I would imagine, you know. So they homeschooled the kids but so that nobody could see all these marks and bruises they were leaving. Yeah. So let's talk about yeah. that. Yeah. Let's first define let's what we're back. talking about. Yeah. So um, Gwen reportedly, I'll say reportedly, even though there's recordings, um, really pushed spanking. And, I mean, I was a kid from the 80s. I got spanked. I think there's a way to spank and a way not to. A lot of these were like spanking a two and a half year old 31 times. Yeah. That's excessive. Yeah. And like you said, Vicky, there are reports and pictures of bruises showing on young children. Mm-hmm. That's too far. Yeah. And the things they would be disciplined for were outlandish. Like mm-hmm. one lady talked about her, her nanny or housekeeper who was watching the child, who was two and a half, and she was squirming when getting her diaper changed. So she got hit with a wooden spoon. Wow. 
Yeah, she said that basically if the kid's not crying, then they haven't learned their lesson. Yeah. Um, and one of their more known or more popular forms of discipline was taking a foot-long glue stick, like the sticks that you use for like a glue gun, and use that to hit your children with. Which... I had to explain to Adil what those were. Well, because I, like, thought, I thought they, they were talking the about stick. the little twist-out yeah, I understand either, yeah. honestly. And I was like, what are you going to, one, where do you find a foot-long, like, <laughs> twist-out glue stick? Yeah. Yeah. They finally showed one, I think, mm-hmm. in the documentary. And it's really, oh, yeah. glue yeah. stick. <laughs> Which is such a weirdly random. Yeah. yeah. Like, but you know what? It would hurt. It would oh, hurt, yeah. but there's a lot of other stuff that would hurt, too, that's not, like, a glue stick. Like a belt. Yeah. But you gotta Which understand, they use. you yeah. got to understand the, the mentality. Are because... you sticking up for the church? No, 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 no. You got to understand, these are women that sit at home all day and craft. <laughs> so they have a lot they of They have accessibility. Yes. Mm. Right. That's what's accessible. You know what I mean? Like, they're not going to go pick a switch, but this is going to have the same effect in a switch. And yeah. they're probably crafting it, so they just grab it. I mean, you know they're, they're white people when they're not getting the slipper that's clearly, like, on their foot. <laughs> like, I would have gotten hit with a slipper. Uh, when I was a kid, it was a wooden spoon. We <laughs> Me got, too. Yeah. You or go the belt. I got the belt once. But you know what? My butt is so resilient yeah. that I broke that wooden spoon with my butt eventually. <laughs> that was the end of the wooden spoon. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, the wooden spoon hurts too. Like it's not after a while. You just have to know. (laughs) Spill the callus. Yeah. (laughs) Is that why I sit like this now? (laughs) So um, another report. Yeah, October eighth, two thousand three. This is what you're referring to with um, Joseph Smith, which his father's also Joseph, but you can tell there's a difference because the father is PH (laughs) and the son is F. Joseph. Not that they're, like, totally far apart in age or anything. Right. Like that. that wouldn't separate dad and son. So this is a major red flag to me. This really upset me because Joseph Smith was, um, he was badly beaten by his parents, Joseph and Sonia Smith, on many occasions. And a babysitter actually witnessed it. She, Joseph, the child, was taken into another room. And the whole church could hear him getting beat, basically, um, at one church function, he was reportedly put in a wicker box and then the box was tied closed. And I guess when he was trying to get out, the box was closed heavily onto his head and they found him in the box, the wicker box later dead and badly beaten. Yeah. The part that is very disturbing is the level that the church came to their aid they paid for all their legal bills. They claimed in, in uh, a court of law that the parents loved this child and that it wasn't, they shouldn't be held accountable. And I'm like, they, there's proof that they beat this child right. to death. Yeah. Well, their argument was that he died because of his chronic eczema. I was going to say it was of, his eczema. Yeah. Um, I was being nosy today and I went to the church's website. And they have, like, because they have a response to the HBO series and the mm-hmm. things going on in here. And they came up with something else since then. Um, I can't remember what, but it's completely a bogus thing. I think they said he might have had, like, epilepsy or something completely off. Mm. But it's like, no, they're trying to say it was a natural way he died. Yeah. And not that he was, like, beaten to death by well, his family. It was interesting because he had a younger sibling. Uh, infant and apparently they say it died from 
um, SIDS. Uh huh. That's what they say. Which yeah. I also found was interesting because um, her daughter Elizabeth, right? Did she go by Elizabeth or Michelle? I feel like originally oh, she was one. Yeah, yes. Gwen okay. Oh yeah. Elizabeth. So on that, her legal name is Michelle Elizabeth Shambling. And she dropped the Michelle because she said it was her sin name. Yeah. And she did that after her mom died, though. Right? Wasn't it like, oh, did no, I just give away the ending? No. It was before. <laughs> um, but anyways, I was going to say, I, her baby at five months died as well. And I, they didn't say, but it's like, mm, it just seems like odd that all these little babies are SIDS. And they're... I wonder if it you, has anything to do with the diet. You think they starved the babies too? Because well, I don't remember well, them saying anything about what the baby, like an yeah. infant's diet, would. My be. assumption mm-hmm. is that an infant's diet would be breast milk. Like I would yeah, assume, this like, group in particular makes you breastfeed. But do you think they starve? I don't them? think they starve the infants. But if the mom's not getting the nutrients yeah. Yeah. she needs, it doesn't matter. Yeah, because there was the one lady who reportedly um, it ate her not eating. Oh, her, like, her kidneys. Her kidneys. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then, I can't imagine it not affecting yeah. the, the your pregnancy mm-hmm. and, you know, the baby. And then, too, like, I've never been pregnant, but I know a lot of people that have breastfed. And they're constantly hungry, you know, because you're yeah. constantly you're needing to. Yeah, exactly. You, your body's needing to produce that milk and, you know, nutrient, create these nutrients for, for your baby. So... Like, if your the mothers were deprived, then of course the infants were yeah. deprived of these nutrients. But if you pray hard enough, <laughs> it comes through the breast milk and Jesus. Not know. Jesus, it's the Lord. Because they cut out they yeah. cut out the they two middlemen yep. and then added like a list of ten. Between like <laughs> the Lord and you is like the church and your boss and your family, all these other people. And they're like, we're going to make it easier by cutting out two, but we're adding ten. Yep. <laughs> Yeah. So back to Joseph. Yeah. <laughs> so one other thing they found with Joseph is there were recordings of Gwen straight up saying, praising the mom for locking Joseph in a room for four days without mm-hmm. food and just a Bible and a picture of Jesus on the ceiling. Mm-hmm. So apparently we like Jesus at this point. <laughs> he was part of the picture. Okay. You look like you got something to say. No, I just like, it's all just so confusing and weird, but go on. Yeah. And then um, Gwen swore on camera that the tapes were tampered with. She didn't say that. (laughs) Of course not. Yeah. They also created a website (laughs) called thesmithsareinnocent.com. Which is still active today. Yeah. And it lays out all the reasoning for their innocence. But the funny part is that they also bought the domain (laughs) thesmithsareguilty.com. Which redirects, yeah, mm-hmm. to uh, the SmithsAreInnocent.com. Why? Which is why, pretty smart. Yes, but why even bother? Like, who's thinking proactively to go to www.thesmithsareguilty.com? <laughs> like, why well, you, make a website a and then advertise for this bad yeah. website you don't really want people to go to? <laughs> Well, you want to you want to stop someone from buying that domain and then building like yeah yeah all like a huge but that's part of the paranoia like who's buying that domain who's buying that domain I mean I would buy the domain and then build like a terrible website like do you want the domain back like I need ten million dollars and you can buy it back for me like a lot of companies do that they they'll buy I think they're so small though that who knew they got money yeah they what's five million dollars to them. I get your point. It's like 
Scientology, where right. it's like you're going through so much trouble to yeah. stop us even walking by your building. Mm-hmm. What are you hiding? Right. Like you're putting up so much work just to stop a voice from saying. We, well, maybe you would guilty. be less suspicious yeah. if you weren't so suspicious. <laughs> we should check to see if there's a site called DonaldTrumpIsGuilty.com. <gasps> yeah, you can buy, buy it. Buy it. <laughs> Which will come up later on. <laughs> oh. So, um, we did talk a little bit about her divorcing. So this happens in 2018 and apparently she had to pay David a lot of money because he was like, (laughs) it's kind of funny to me. He's like, I'm very religious. I don't believe in divorce. And she's like, here, have a lot of money. And he's like, all right. (laughs) Well, he was like, she had to give him more. Yeah. But if it's his money though, like, isn't that what moved her to Brentwood? We decided because he had money yeah. going into this. It wasn't like he had money. But he's smart, though, too. I would do the same thing. No, I don't want to. I'm religious. Okay, I'll give you more money. Yeah. Uh, I don't really want to. Okay, I'll give you more money. All right. <laughs> okay, you win. And then she mysteriously, within two weeks, married Joe Lara. And how within could she not? <laughs> this Tarzan. <laughs> I was going to say, he's Tarzan. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He also looks like a jackass. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Him and the other guy, the guy that works at the church with the weird name. Oh, yeah. Which one? Something Uh, like Ted Anger? Yeah, Ted Anger. I was like, it's danger or some stupid word. (laughs) Ted Anger. Ted Anger. They both look like the worst people. Yeah. So Joe's apparently a past actor and a failed musician. He started doing videos with Gwen, and this was very, like, this made a lot of people very disillusioned with the church because they're like, this guy's an asshole. He just walks in. And where did in. he come from? Yeah. Yeah. And he's just doing these videos suddenly. So do you think he actually loved Gwen or do you think this was just... No. Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, wow. Over. No. Absolutely yeah. not. Are you kidding? Yeah. He loved that he never had to work. Yeah. 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 That's all he ever wanted. And he loved being in the spotlight again, even if it was mm. a smaller one. <laughs> mm-hmm. Plus, like that lady said, they had a recording studio. Yeah. He could kickstart his country music career. He's, he was as big in his head as he wanted to be. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, at, to add on to his cred, so he, at the, before he even met Gwen, he was already with someone named Natasha Pavlovich. Before who, that, though, he had a thing for older ladies yes, with, with money. money. Mm-hmm. Because he grew who up doesn't? in San Diego. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he grew up in San Diego. <laughs> and his dad, his stepdad, was the CEO of Wells Fargo. So his mom was had money, and he met a lady, put him in acting classes, and he met a lady that was like 50 at the time, and he, was only, he wasn't even 21. And she was wealthy and bought him all kinds of stuff. Or took Harley care Davidson. Of him. Yeah. And then she burned it when uh, he was cheating on her. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> I think this was his, his scam, you know. Yeah. But I'm sorry, he oh, no. did have a normal girlfriend. He had Natasha. Yeah, not Natasha, yeah, who yeah. he had a daughter with. And mm-hmm. upon meeting, because he met Gwen as a, like... Well, they moved he was a handyman to Tennessee. Handyman, yeah, yeah, he was a handyman. And he was like, oh, I need to move to Tennessee. He convinced Natasha to move there for his country music career, to be in Nashville. Um, but, and, and she's like, okay, that's fine, but you need to make it in the in the industry. I think a year from moving. She gave him five years because they five years. They by the kid, time the kid there. went to school, yeah. Or yeah. By the time the kid, she wanted to go to Chicago, which was where her family was, which makes sense. You mm-hmm. want to be when you have a kid. You want to be by family. Yeah, but 
because his career didn't take off, surprise, surprise, um, he ended up making a story that Natasha was sexually abusing the daughter. And that was the start of the the the, his um, divorce, the, case, the and divorce, yeah, custody trials, and so he's a stand-up yeah. man. Yeah, you know? <laughs> he does stand up. <laughs> is he a witness? He is a man. <laughs> so yeah, this starts um, some controversy. One of the members of the church said, "As soon as Joe came in, suddenly the sermons got shorter and shorter, and suddenly Gwen and Joe were going on more and more vacations." Oh. Hmm. How are they getting there? A private plane. (laughs) Winky face. Mm -hmm. I guess we'll come back to that one. (laughs) But both him and Natasha were pilots. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Yeah, they were flying together, but he wasn't, I guess, that far along. Well, he He was a pilot. And then he, yeah, yeah, he wasn't good to drive or fly jets. He was like a private, small. It was like prop planes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He could do single engine, like, props. Yeah, and both him and Natasha could. And they used to do that when they were living together in Palmdale. And then it was, like, 10 years went by, so his license lapsed. So he had to go back to school and get his license. And Gwen, of course, paid for him to do that. What? Mm-hmm. Sounds like Gwen. Yeah, so then this is kind of coming down to the end. So we see that we get to a point where Elizabeth Shamblin... Hannah and her husband Brandon Hannah also Michael Shamblin and his wife Erin Shamblin are basically running the church under Gwen can we just real quick though talk about what Elizabeth looks like we've talked about her mom's Mm. hair but can we just talk about how unhealthy she looks yeah she looks like someone I've shot in Resident Evil (laughs) she (laughs) I don't know what that is zombies I was gonna say but it sounds awful She's, like, after she lost her baby, they weren't, um, and I think this is so ironic, um, they weren't allowed to grieve. Like, that was not a thing. You weren't allowed to be sad. So when she lost her baby, she wasn't allowed to be sad about it. Uh, And her mom didn't give them that time or, you know, you didn't do grief memorials. You just moved on. And I think as a result, she she became very unhealthy. Her eyes were sunken in. You know, they looked like she had dark circles all the time. She looked like she maybe weighed 85 pounds and was, like, six feet tall. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, I feel like she, because she couldn't grieve, she pushed into the, she leaned into the church. Extra hard, And she's yeah. like, I'm going to chug this Kool-Aid now mm-hmm. because I don't know what else to do. I can't be sad. I can't be depressed. Let's just like like people say like oh just go work, but unfortunately her job was this church. Mm-hmm. So like you chug that Kool Aid, you're gonna turn into a zombie. Well, and what's sad about her? Thank you for coming back to the zombie convent. That's great. <laughs> <laughs> but what's sad with her is she only knows the church. She has nothing outside yeah. the church. Her older brother Michael is kind of like. He seems a little douchey. Like, he just kind of sleeps around a lot, it seems like. I think he's, so he has life outside the church a little bit. But I think he's a seriously tormented person. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he struggled with weight just like his dad and depression. Mm-hmm. So I think it's very sad. He had that, a suicide attempt. Didn't mm-hmm. he? Yeah. And the thing, too, with depression as well, like, they didn't believe in taking any medication mm-hmm. for that. Mm-hmm. They told people who were taking medications to not do that anymore. And too. just be happy. Just yeah, pray just be happy. it away. Yeah. yeah. 
which is a very scary um, thing that we see with all these cults, mm-hmm. is they're always anti-medication they for some are. reason. And anti-mental health, like, okay, maybe you don't want to take a medication for something, but you still need to be doing something proactive, like mm-hmm. journaling, meditating, like, there's never healthy ways to cope with but mental that's health. Like, you wouldn't be a cult if yeah. you were like, oh, be a healthy person. Because yeah. a, healthy, a healthy, sane, logical person would be like, I'm leaving this. Right. This is obviously a cult. <laughs> <laughs> but if they don't let you work on any of it or think about it or sleep or eat, all of a sudden all of their ideas make a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like true. watching the documentary for a lot of it, I'm like, I don't feel bad for these people because like at some point you probably are an idiot. Wow. Like, <laughs> I at some point, I'm like, hey. at some point, it's like. But at the same time, if you keep too. going back, right? Like when I was watching, what's her name? Uh, the the wife of Joe. They have the kid together, right? He was doing something, and she left him, and then she was like, "Oh, but he's so good looking," and she went back, and that's when she got had the kid. And I was like, "Wait, wait, you left, and then he was so quote unquote good looking that you went back." I don't feel as bad for you because you might be stupid. <laughs> I do think, though, that when it comes to cases, there are people like her daughter who were born into this, yeah. and you're you're bred yeah, to no, do that's, this. That's, yeah, no, that's yeah, and I think that's like a big part of the indoctrination of the children, right? Mm-hmm. You beat the kids, so they become like very obedient, very submissive, because that's your next generation, right? And she like, knew that you don't need to like go out and recruit if you can just keep growing your church from within, because you don't let anybody leave. True. Mm-hmm. I don't know where to go after the stupid comment. <laughs> I mean, to an so, certain extent, I get what you're saying. And you, I wouldn't call it stupid, but yeah, she shouldn't have gone back. Because you're not, you're not in, like she wasn't in the church yet. She had every opportunity to leave, but she was like, oh, but he's so, like it. Yeah. It's just something that bothers me when people will yeah. like overlook a lot of red flags because there's something they want out of it. And then it goes badly. Like it obviously will. And then they're like, I'm so sad. How did this happen? Okay, okay. You redeemed yourself. (laughs) (laughs) Are we talking about the flight now? Sure. Yeah, so on May 29th, 2021, um, Gwen, Joe, and I believe four other members of the church. We had seven altogether. It was William Lara, Gwen Lara, Jennifer Martin, David Martin, Jessica Walters, Jonathan Walters, and Brandon Hanna. Yeah. So they were making their way to a MAGA convention. Uh, yeah. <laughs> when I saw that, I'm, yeah. I'm with it still. I'm like, these people are stupid. <laughs> yeah. I was like, okay, this all makes sense now. I'm like, um, man, karma is sweet when it works. Wow. <laughs> yeah. So um, they were flying in a Cessna Citation uh, business jet. And um, I think, I don't even know how like far they went, but basically close to or at the Percy Priest Lake. Uh, they were like just outside of Nashville. So yeah, they were mm-hmm. either just getting back, but they were, I think le- they were leaving to leaving, Florida. So they were yeah. just leaving. Yeah. And it was said too, like the weather was really bad that day. It was they like low not, clouds. Yeah. yeah. For like an inexperienced been, pilot. Yeah. Shouldn't yeah. have been flying. Yeah. Which he was. <laughs> for a jet. Especially for a jet. Which he wasn't even licensed to fly. No, he was. They said he was, but, but he didn't have a lot of hours. class. He didn't have enough. He was powers. like a, he was a novice at flying a jet, mm-hmm. so like that was very that was a bad idea for someone like him to be flying that day because the weather was bad, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and he didn't have the experience. They were like, 
Just because you're proficient doesn't you mean that, that you're ego. experienced. That ego. Yeah. yeah, that ego. In the way. Yeah, it, um, according to the traffic control people, they said that, or the radar, sh- it showed that he was basically like making changes, making several climbs and descents um, before he entered like very steep drop into the lake, the Percy Priest Lake, which, by the way, was only two to eight feet. Like eight feet was Yeah, how is that a lake? <laughs> it's yeah. like a puddle, basically. It's like basically. a swimming pool. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know if he was thinking like, oh, I'll just land in the water to, you know, for like soft landing. But Well, it sounds like at the speeds they were going, I don't think he was trying to land at that point. No. I have theories about that. Say it. Yeah. So did they find the bodies? Well, or did they just go off the manifest and they found parts of bodies? Were they able to like, were they able to like, ID the bodies, like dental records, something, mm-hmm. or was it just like, here's remains, mm-hmm. here's the manifest, and we got enough pieces here for all, eight all people, seven of them they are must all, all be dead. On an island somewhere. Right? Or, or was it? Because it seemed like, like when they were, when I were watching the, the documentary, and it was showing the little radar tracking thing, and they said that he was, the plane was descending at a rate of like 30,000 feet a minute or something where you should be going down like 500 normally. Mm-hmm. So that's like, he's going down like Way vertically. Which yeah. is, which like my theory is, is it, was it a murder suicide? Was it a mass suicide? Like a group planned suicide? But that's like, like my thing with that is like, he was trouble. clearly a narcissist. There's no way he'd kill himself, but he would absolutely fake his death. Probably murder Gwen. Like he doesn't care if she dies. Cause he's a husband. Right. He's going to get, he's going to get that money. Which but maybe, he's not going to kill himself. Maybe he himself like he, maybe he like jumped out of the plane and was like, put it in a dive. I'm leaving. <laughs> Good luck, everybody else. And he's fine somewhere. Like 007 type, like jumping out with like, a yeah. parachute. Or, or like, that yeah, like one he just parachuted guy, out. The guy that stole all the money. Oh, um. Catch Me If You Can, that movie, you know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. With Leonardo DiCaprio. Yeah, but what was it, the real guy it's based off? off I'm of. drawing a blank on it. But yeah. Yeah, he like allegedly you know jumped out of a yeah. plane and stole a bunch of money. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like that, that makes, unless, cause like, I didn't see anything where they were like, oh, we positive, positively identified all of these bodies. Yeah. Or they were like, we found remains and here's the manifest and we haven't found a living person yet. I, they all must be dead. I feel too, though, like this lifestyle that they're like portraying, like it has to be exhausting. It has to mm-hmm. be exhausting and it has to take a huge toll on you to keep up this facade that you don't really necessarily give a shit about because he wasn't religious. Um, oh, he absolutely wasn't. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So. And they'd even said I don't that know, they had I like, feel like it might have been like maybe a murder suicide. But like also to go down the rabbit hole of like he, he pretended to die, <clears throat> they put so many properties. Would everybody please uh, look at my screen? It <gasps> says myth busting. No, there's not evidence that Gwen Shamlin faked her death. So apparently there were other people thinking this, Adil. <laughs> and it says here that the Rutherford County's medical examiner's office confirms that the remains of all seven passengers were accounted for after the crash and that Shamblin was, in fact, identified through forensic testing. And her mm-hmm. hair. <laughs> well, that's see. That's the thing, though. If she just jumped out of the plane, she would have lent, floated down. Like that air would have that hair would have caught some wind. And she's so light. 
Yeah, she weighs nothing. She's definitely got like a hot air balloon going up there. So next episode, we'll do a physics class. <laughs> but did they, so in that article, did they positively identify Joe? They just said all seven. No, but well, they only said forensically it Gwen, said, right? Yeah, you're right. It does say forensically identified Gwen, but it doesn't say if they Because like my whole thing is that like, yeah, she's dead. Mm-hmm. He's not. Because okay. there's no way he'd kill himself on purpose. But how he would he have access, too much. Or access to her funds? They put all of her properties into trusts. Right. But the guy was like, we don't even know who owns these trusts anymore. Because it obfuscated. I thought her money went to her children, though. No. But there was a lot of, like, there was money. Tra- mm-hmm. But then there was a lot of properties that they owned oh. that they moved out of her name and put into various trusts. And one of the, like, lawyers in the documentary was like, mm-hmm. because it's put into a trust, we no longer know who owns any of it. So if you wanted to go get at your little trust fund or who knows how much cash they had. Mm -hmm. I think they had more assets too than cash. D.B. Cooper. That's the guy that jumped out (laughs) of the plane and stole all that money. (laughs) Allegedly. Yeah. Allegedly. Well, so right now, though, the church is still going on, right? Yes. Yeah. And it's led primarily by Elizabeth. Um, But it looks like I went on the website and they have a lot of leaders now. Yeah. That's what they're saying. It's like... She's technically running the church, but she's very hands-off. Like, she's yeah. kind of a recluse in their mansion. And the leadership that ran the church is running whatever, doing whatever they kind of want. All the men are back in, As in, in leadership. Be. Yeah. 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 <laughs> That's why there's three of us and one of you. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's also scary because they would play um, audio of Elizabeth, and I, I thought it was Gwen. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> she sounds just like her. I was like, I, I think that's intentional. I think she, I think she was, I don't know how to put it. Like, like she worshiped her mom. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I wonder how much of it was like, she genuinely like, oh, my mom's really great or whatever. And it was like, this is for, or this is forced on you. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. Hmm. All right. Our cabos. Mm-hmm. 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 I think we'd all agree that Gwen was a charismatic leader. Mm-hmm. Was there alienation? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, we a lot. Homeschooled kids, and you weren't even allowed to go to the other hospital. Like um, mm-hmm. one girl went to a hospital out of town because she was she she was suicidal, and she didn't want anyone from the church to know. So she went like a hospital like two towns over. And they still ended up, like, finding out that she was in the hospital because her husband had to come and pick her up. But, yeah, she was allowed to take medication. Wow. (laughs) How about a belief system? Um, Yes. Yes. Outside evil. Carbs. Yeah. Well, she, well, hold on. Hold on now. Hold on. Don't go blaming the carbs. Because she didn't let you have anything. Not just keto is no carbs, but you can eat. Keto lets you eat all the fat you want. I mean, come on. She would never approve of that. But how much fat do you eat? So much. <laughs> <laughs> that can't be healthy. <laughs> how about a sense of community? Yeah. 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 <laughs> That's all we've been talking about mm-hmm. for the past 54 minutes. <laughs> Which I think part of it, too, is like she took all the things about weight loss that she knew she could take and apply to a cult because like those are the things there are things that she did that do work but she used those things i think to manipulate people as opposed to help them lose weight if that makes sense like yeah because she 
that's what I was thinking the whole time. She took practices that we know of, whether they're right. healthy or not, like fasting, and she mixed and I God wonder into if that's it. part of like how she can gets people and convinces people like, look, God came up with the idea of fasting and look at all this information on mm-hmm. the internet that I found to show how healthy fasting is. You know what I mean? Like you can pull up tons of articles that, that talk about the benefits of fasting. Um, and so I could use that to manipulate you mm-hmm. and be like, you should be doing this or, Oh, you're not doing it enough. But if I don't ever let you find out yourself, how you should be doing this, then I control you with it. True. And that's kind of our society now is we're like, but she's a doctor, mm-hmm. or, but she has the, uh, the knowledge behind it. And, and that's all we need. Yeah. <laughs> and honestly, medical health, I feel like the same way, like you need to work harder now to find someone, uh, to find a doctor that's values are going to fit in with your own and find a doctor that's going to be supportive of you. I had a doctor tell me when I was really overweight and I was just starting keto that I was going to kill myself if I ate this way. And, you know, look, look at Atkins. He, Dr. Atkins, he had a heart attack and died and you will too. And that's, but at the same time, my doctor today has told me, you are the healthiest person I've ever met. <laughs> like, he uses me as an example wow. like, with his students. He's like, she's so healthy. He's so, like, he, he always tells me, you're my favorite patient. I'm so proud of you. So I'm like, what? You can't always listen to every doctor, you know? Mm-hmm. Just like any profession out there, there's people that are good at their job and genuinely care about the job they're doing, and there's people that are bad about their job. There's a lot of doctors, I think, out there that are bad at their job because they were pushed into a position by their parents, perhaps, that they didn't necessarily want to be in. And not everybody is designed for a caring role like that. Mm -hmm. This all sounds well and good, but Mm -hmm. I will have all of you cultists know that Victoria brought us here under false pretenses tonight. After I ate the noodles, she told me they were keto. (laughs) (laughs) I fooled you all. <laughs> I never good noodles. So yeah. Right? I hate her. <laughs> Do you want to join my keto cult? No, I'm busy okay. that day. Oh, okay. Cool. Did we get everything we wanted out about Gwen Shamblin? Um, well, not about Gwen, but one thing I do want to point out, going back to the whole Sonia and Joseph Smith case. So they, this is kind of bittersweet because they were finally convicted um, in court of child abuse and murder on February 16th, 2007, which is actually Joseph's 12th birthday. So it's like... They were convicted on his birthday. On his birthday, yeah. So I'm like, happy birthday, Joseph. I feel like this whole cult had karma vibes like left and right, though. Like stuff was popping up. Karma was like, hey, hey, stop doing this. Stop being a bit... You want to fuck around and find out? Yeah. Shoot down your plane. Oh, yeah. Yeah. There was uh, the Delaney girl who ended up... Her marriage was the day that Gwen died. Yeah. And that, I thought, was so, like, so fitting because... The wedding went on, and everybody had a good time, and nobody cared that Gwen died that day because we don't talk about sad things, and we don't do we don't deal with grief, right? Yep. She created this herself. She did. Yeah, mm-hmm. this is precisely what you wanted. But Gwen. they also like hit it. Yeah, like, they, they hit it for her. a while because if they they were saying like, if you're a leader who says like bad stuff happens to people that mm-hmm. aren't close to God. If yeah. their plane got struck down out of the yeah. sky. They were very <laughs> evangelical in that mm-hmm. way. Um, and very, very 
fear driven. Like I do remember watching one scene where she's talking to the kids and it's a video of her and all these kids at telling them you will obey for the first time. Like the first time your mommy and daddy say something, you do it. And like by the end, she's like, if not, there will be a price to pay. Yeah. Well, she says like you're going to burn in hell and it's going to be so much worse there than here. Yeah. Like, but that's, (laughs) traumatizing yeah, if you're four, yeah. you know? That's Sunday school. That's <laughs> <laughs> true. All right, cool. So that wraps up this episode about Gwen Shamlin. Thanks a lot, Victoria. Um, where can people find you if they want to join your cult? If, if anybody is interested in my keto cult, which really is just if you want to buy my recipes. And I do, because I do sell the recipes that I... I use to eat this way and make this a lifestyle. Um, if you'd like to, though, see recipes, check out my blog, which I just started this week. Wow. <laughs> um, and learn more about keto, you can go to my website, which is keto Vic- what's keto, keto with Victoria. I know my website. <laughs> it's ketowithvictoria.com. Or you can find me on both Instagram and TikTok at keto.victoria. How about you? Do you want to be found? No, you can try. It's a lot of private. You'll end up with a lot of private um, social media accounts. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) How about you, girl? Um, Well, you can find Sean, myself, and Rachel on (laughs) what's funny called on um, (laughs) Marvelous Galaxy of Disney if you are a Disney fan. that's, you'll find all the latest news on there. Yay. And then you could catch me and Kevin on Solving for X. This past week we had Dax exclamation point from RuPaul's Drag Race. And you can find me on Words of the Witches with Kevin where we're reading the Charmed <laughs> comic books. You can find my book on Amazon, Witches Brew. Yeah. Thank you for listening. We'll see you in two weeks. Bye-bye. Bye. 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 Found you. <laughs> <clears throat>